On today's episode, we talk with Ashy Abes, one of the DMs for the Lost Republic Westmarch Star Wars 5e server. Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Episode 31. How you doing, Tegan? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, three days to the Mandalorian, guys. Get hyped. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. There was a, did you see the new quick trailer that was uh, come out recently? I did. It was pretty sweet. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. I feel like there really hasn't been much kind of Star Wars content lately, so I'm definitely looking for something new. Yeah, um, actually, you know, I think it, I don't know if it started this Monday, I have to check again, but I know on Instagram uh, has been, as we've been putting stuff out there, but I followed Star Wars and they're doing Mandalorian Mondays. Uh, so I have to go back and see what that is, but I think it's going to be, you know, content and stuff for the show. So uh, check that out, anyone, if you haven't yet. Uh, and speaking of some of our stuff, uh, you know, check out DungeonJediMasters.com as usual to find that Instagram of ours, uh, this podcast, all of our other content, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Twitch channels, etc. And then, of course, our Patreon. A big shout out to all of our supporters there on Patreon. We appreciate it very much. Uh, that should be everything on our end. Uh, there is a new uh, archetype out for the Guardian class, looks like. Tegan, if you want to tell us about that. Definitely. So I'm probably going to butcher the name, but uh, I think it's the Sinite form. Uh, so this is going to be a cool one, especially if you've wanted to have a ranged guardian. Uh, this is going to be your way to do that. Uh, so this is basically going to be kind of the gunslinging ar ar guardian archetype. Uh, one of the cool things with it is you get some bonus proficiencies. Uh, it gives you uh, simple blasters uh, as well as martial blasters that lack the two-handed property. Uh, so you wouldn't be able to do any blaster rifles or sniper rifles, but you would be able to pick up some of those nice i uh, got a one-handed blasters uh, to get you some good ranged options. Uh, nice thing with this one, too, uh, is this gives you, gives you some cool things you can really add to it uh, as well. So you get the Yasinite Forum, uh, which will also be available to people who do the form fighting fighting style. Uh, and basically with that one, it allows you to uh, use your bonus action uh, and basically removes the co close quarters disadvantage from having somebody within five feet of you. Because uh, you'll probably still have a lightsaber. It may still be getting in close a little bit. So this way you'll still be able to shoot and without having to worry about somebody being too close to you and making you miss that shot. Uh, other things you get too with this one, you get your channel the force option. Uh, which is going to allow you to uh, expend uh, your, one of your channel, the force uses, and also let you smite with your ranged attacks. Uh, so this is kind of a cool one. Uh, even for people that don't want to do the full form itself as a guardian, even just picking up that close quarters fighting style uh, or close quarters uh, lightsaber style, if you're going with that option, just give you some more options and just really kind of be a little fun way to play a little gun-toting force user. Yeah, lots of versatility there. Sounds like a good addition that uh you know i think the lightsaber wielders might enjoy so very cool beyond that uh we come to our dm spotlights we have two more here to 
present to you all. Uh, as always, thank you so much for the submissions. Uh, starter off here, uh, excellent username here, uh, The Endless Chin is the first one. Uh, they must be a hut. Uh, so they, um, their experience with tabletops uh, says they've uh, previously done a full homebrew a persona style game that was about seven to eight sessions long. And uh, looks like now they're over into the Star Wars 5e game. Uh, campaign name is Destiny's End. And uh, this takes place about 24 to 28 ABY as the New Republic is attempting to reorganize and snuff out the final segments of the Empire. Uh, however, there is a new empire being built behind the scenes, and um, the party is basically looking for clues to uh, figure that out. Uh, they're given a journal that belonged to uh, a relative of uh, somebody, and they're basically trying to decode that and make these connections between uh, this new empire and, and the journal and whatnot. So very cool concept there. Um Length of campaign, they've gone 11 sessions so far, uh, so good start. And they are started at level one, they're up to level four. So some good uh, early progress there. So very cool, thank you for that. Uh, Tegan, over to you for another one. Definitely, so we've got, uh, this user's, uh, his name is uh, 129828, so we've got some numbers in there. Uh, he's got some good experience too with uh, tabletops and DMing. Uh, he's been in about five years so far. Uh, keeping it simple with the campaign name, too. It's just uh, Star Wars 5e, so pretty uh, simple, but it gives him that good explanation, too. Uh, so his campaign is kind of a little more smuggler, kind of a little more scum and villainy style. So uh, his players are a group of bounty hunters and mercenaries uh, during the imp uh, Imperial times, or kind of during that Dark Times period, uh, right before the uh, Rebellion starts. Uh, so this is kind of a fun one, too, and I've actually thought about doing my own little kind of scoundrel-style campaign myself. Uh, there's some fun you can have with it, especially with some morally gray PCs. Uh, they're about 19 sessions in, so definitely a good running campaign so far. Uh, and they've got five players at level six. Very nice. Yeah, another great couple of submissions. So thank you both for those. We appreciate it. And everyone else, uh, you know, if you haven't yet, please let us know about your game. We'd love to hear about it. All right. So uh, today we have, um, we've got a guest on today for uh, an interview with them about uh, their involvement with games and whatnot, but specifically with West Marches. So West March style, of games has uh, seems like it's popped up quite a bit recently. You've seen a lot of the LFG posts talking about a left uh, a West March game. Uh, so Ashy Abe's is going to be on with us, who is uh, one of the uh, managers, one of the DMs of the Lost Republic West March, uh, which I know has been around for quite a while, and um, you know it, it's pretty expansive. So if you haven't checked that out, you definitely need to. I know they usually post about it quite a bit. So uh, we're going to have them on and just talk about, uh, you know, their process managing that and everything. Uh, but first, you know, a quick little intro on what a West March is. Um, you know, Tegan, I know you said uh, I haven't played one myself and you said you haven't uh, either, right? Yeah, definitely. So it's a cool concept, but nothing, never one I've actually given a try myself. And kind of into looking into it for this interview and checking out their server definitely sounds kind of like a fun way to play, especially if you don't kind of have a dedicated time uh, and space. You make it a little more flexible for people who may have other obligations in their life, too. 
Yeah, so absolutely. And, you know, kind of looking up online to try and try and find some sort of a definition of a West March, you know, I think uh, it's just one of those things that there's a lot of, uh, you know, potential opinions on what a true West March is. Um, but some key points uh, of a West March is essentially, you know, there's no scheduled time. Um, there's no fixed group of players. Players can drop in and out uh, of each session, which I think is cool because I think you can come in and, you know, you and I could play in one session and then I then we play with different people. So that's a cool dynamic is, you know, you get to play with different people at different times. Uh, the players themselves really are going to be the ones to determine the direction of the game. Um you know, the DMs, they'll set out some potential challenges and whatnot, and the players pick what they want to choose. And uh, there's no overarching storyline. Uh, it's really, you know, a game is more about exploration, discovery, and whatnot. So those are some points from, uh, you know, our research that are kind of an agreement of what a West March is. But of course, you know, they can be a lot looser than that and whatnot. So I think it's really the core is this kind of very open living world or adventure that uh, you can come in with different factions and, and just do what you want. Definitely. It's kind of sounds like there's some cool freedom in there, especially if you wanted to try out a concept for a PC and uh, like you really kind of find a way to fit them into the galaxy. And uh, I know a lot of different ones we've seen have different factions and things you can join too. It just kind of has a cool little, uh, not just world building, but almost a little almost competitive aspect to it too, uh, which I think would provide a little bit of an interesting piece to, to tabletop as well. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, I mentioned a little bit the factions, you know, definitely factions that are involved. And then there's some PVP elements. So I'm excited to talk with Ashy Abes about that and how that works in. So uh, we'll bring that in and welcome him and see how that goes. So. All right. So we've got uh, Ashy on with us. Welcome, sir. How are you doing today? How's everything going with you guys? Doing pretty well, man. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to this. So uh, we kind of introed this uh, segment a little bit that, uh, you know, West Marches seem to be kind of the flavor of the day, a lot of them going on. And we know that uh, you and um, your fellow DMs of yours have been doing that for a while. Uh, before we jump into that, though, uh, you know, tell us about yourself in, in playing these, uh, these games. How long have you been uh, playing tabletops? I've been playing it for about eight years now. Started at age 11, and Very I'm 19 nice. now. So it's been a bit of a long run for me. Yeah, what uh, what systems have you covered? Uh, well, I've DM'd, so, like, I've DM'd D&D 5e, I've, DM'd, I've DM'd, uh SW5e, Call of Cthulhu, City of Mist, Song of Ice and Fire. Like, I'm pretty much everywhere for a lot of systems. I like trying on new systems, like seeing if it works, if it doesn't. So I've been I've been everywhere. Yeah, it's nice. it's uh, good to be versed like that. I'd say. Do you do you find that um, you know that variety between systems helps when you go to other systems back and forth? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, when I run Call of Cthulhu games, their system is very different. But sometimes those systems are so good that I kind of think to myself, maybe if that system was in another game, it could also be just as good. So I like taking stuff out of games from my own personal campaigns that I run. Because that's how good it is. Kind of a good way to do it. That way you kind of know you have a framework that works and you can just really kind of plop it in and add some extra versatility to your games. Yeah, exactly. Very nice. That's cool. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, something I'd love to dive in as well, just explore some other systems and, and borrow that. And I think, you know, we'll try and touch on this later, uh, poking through the, the Lost Republic server that, 
you know, we've seen some of your your guys' kind of home rules, house rules, if you will, uh, that likely you've pulled from different uh, experiences and whatnot. So very cool. Um, so, you know, we know you're one of the main DMs in the Lost Republic server. Uh, do you get to play yourself uh, in any games? Yeah, so, I mean, other than Lost Republic, I'm in several SW5e games. Uh, it's the games, honestly, they're all so fun to make. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and it wasn't until I found SW5e that I really, you know, had the opportunity to really play as a Star Wars character of some type in a gaming sense. Nice. What was uh, your first character that you built? First character I built was a guardian named Brackham Nymonker, a human Mando. And I, was, I only played the guardian because the group I was with they told me it's an easy class to play. When you want to attack and you crit, just force and power it, get the crit damage, <laughs> and call it a day. I'm like, wow, so it's a paladin. Nice. I got it. Yeah, getting a crit with a guardian or a paladin is so satisfying. 100%. Yeah, we had uh, last night, I think the guys are up to level 8, and guardian and mine, he, he had 4 attacks. He had, you know... Force empowered on everything. No crits, but still, even that alone was, you know, lots of damage. So, yeah, it's a fun class. I'm just starting a new one uh, as for the first time. So I like it. It's a, it's a fun class for sure. Do you have uh, a favorite class if it's not the Guardian? Anything else you like? I got to say, I love engineer. I mean, in my real life, like, I'm an electrical engineering student. So the engineering just kind of feels more at home to me. Yeah. Favorite, yeah, my favorite archetype has to be that, I think it's called the Astrotech one. When you get the companion. Yep. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's so fun. I love the class. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's cool. To, uh, you know, I think that's, I bet a lot of people kind of bring, definitely have a, a piece of their personal self in their games. So that's cool how you bring that in. And yeah, the AstroTech's good. I've got uh, one of those one of those players in mine, and it's, it's a lot of fun to have that companion for sure. So how did you, um, was there any specific uh, way that you stumbled into Star Wars 5e? actually such i mean i think it's a funny story but maybe it depends on the person so in the winter uh i took a music class for one of my like live arts requirement and during the class i was thinking to myself because my friend had wanted me to play uh sw ffg the fantasy flight one yep mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm reading through the rules and i'm just thinking to myself wow this sounds fun but so complicated all these dies and so forth so I'm looking online in my music class. I'm like, there has to be some type of Star Wars 5 conversion, even if it's not legit. And then I found you guys by accident, and it's so good. Like, when I was reading through your stuff, I was like, wow, this is an actually legit system. It's so well made. The website is awesome. And as we're going through it, I'm like thinking to myself, I guess, you know, I can't wait really talk to the people on the server. I mean, talk to the people in SW5V. I guess the rules are just there. Then I find your Discord link. I find there's an FFG page just for looking for games. And after that, it was just an easy ride. You guys answered all my questions that I had. All of my, I thought were dumb questions, but you guys never said it. <laughs> you, you guys answered all of it for me. It was really great. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it, it's it's cool to see how people discover the game. You know, I think obviously... Uh, you know, probably from the time even you joined as well, like the popularity has just blown up, um, you know, so there's probably a little more visibility out there. But yeah, it's uh, that's very cool. So so let's get into this with the West March. Uh, so, you know, you, you you said you're 
you're a huge Star Wars fan. Now you get to play some games. Uh, so what led into this West March, uh, you know, server or this game? So it happened. So what happened was, so I found a game, and it's the game that I was Brackham Nymong of you and Mando. I'm playing through the game, and I'm thinking to myself, because I'm one of those guys who's a forever DM. I've, I've been a forever DM for so long, so I was thinking to myself, I, it'd be pretty cool to kind of run games for this system. And I'm on the FFG page one night, you know, just looking around, trying to find some more games, because I was really, like, I, was, I got really sucked into S35E, because that's how good the system is, and just how fun the players are in the server. And I find this post from this, uh, the guy who was running at the time, who just started the server up, because at the time, the server wasn't even up yet, it was still looking for DMs. I found the link, I joined, and after that, we, I created the Sith faction on the server, and it just kind of... Uh, ignited from there and kind of expanded from there. Nice. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I feel like I jumped in a, a bit early on um, to check out the project at least. And then I was, you know, ramping up my own things. I was doing the one shots, which I know you've played in a couple of those. And, um, you know, we Dungeon Jedi Masters was really starting to ramp up, you know, so I didn't want to dedicate time. But I, I did see that progress of you guys building up that server and, you know, going back to it now, like, I mean, it's, it's so extensive and, and, you know, in, in absolutely a good way, there's so much information there and whatnot. Um, you know, what, from the beginning to where it is today, you know, it looks like there's a lot of, you know, things that have evolved. Uh, anything you can talk to about that? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest things I think was, you know, just the whole game system as a whole, you know, I started Esther 5e in January of this year. So I have didn't have that much time to really kind of playtest all the material, but, you know, DMing it, you know, I'm, I DM close to about like 20 players, and they all play different classes. So the biggest thing is, you know, I interact with so many classes that I have, you know, enough experience to, you know, make homebrew and variant rules that will fit the system, or actually fit this server in uh, the proper way. And I think just having the opportunity to kind of playtest all the material and all the new material that comes in on Thursdays is such a great, you know, blessing, I guess you could say. Just so I get that extra, you know, experience down the road to kind of make the server as best as I can with other DMs, of course. Definitely. It kind of was pretty, kind of a good little variety too. Uh, keep it fresh versus kind of seeing the same classes and archetypes popping up all the time. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you guys do an excellent job with that because every Thursday, I'm not going to lie about it. I, I do wait for those Thursday at everyone's when you guys post the new stuff, always excited for those. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's kind of, you know, that little little gift every week uh, once once they push that stuff out. So, yeah, definitely. So we did touch, uh, you know, before you coming on here, a little bit the basics of West March. You know, there's not really a scheduled time. There's no fixed parties. It's, it's you know, you have these groups of players and they get together when they want to. Uh, you know, players more or less dictate the story. Um, tell us about that process. You know, how how has that worked pretty well? What does an average, you know, maybe uh, session look like and, and all that coordination? Yeah, so, I mean, the way that I run sessions for the Sith Faction, at least, you know, I, I'm, I don't know, I like having everything kind of in an orderly manner. So I separated the players by certain tiers, depending on the level. So, you know, the lowest tier is level one, then C tiers 2 to 4, then 5 to 7, then 8 to uh, 11. 
kind of like that. And you can join uh, missions based on your tiers. Um, and you could join, if you're a tier B and you want to join tier C mission, you can go ahead. I, I leave a one tier kind of uh, space in between. And I just, you know, I post missions. I ask the people if they want to join it or not. And from there, they join it. Sessions usually range from any time of the day. I, I've run sessions from 9 p.m. ending at 3 a.m. Because that's how long and just difficult it got. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I... I was saying that I, you know, every time I, I can almost hover over the server icon any time of the day and it, there's people in voice chat, you know, probably running a game. So it's, it seems like it's constant. It's, it's definitely constant. All the DM, we're really up to par with everything. We really keep it all fresh for all the players. And I mean, whenever we do have a session, all the players are excited for it because they know that they need to mark off four to six hours of the day because they're in for a long ride of EXP and adventure. Nice. So they usually are pretty. So it has to be pretty self-contained adventures usually. Then, right? Uh, I mean, as a, me as a DM, I'm pretty much very uh, fluent. Like, I have a plan in my head of what the session is going to be like, and I have maps ready. But if players want to kind of go off the books, I'm also pretty pretty good with just getting maps quickly and getting mobs, you know, monsters and foes ready as well. Yeah, it's definitely a tough thing to to deal with uh, and manage. So it's good that you have that flexibility. So backing up a tad in that situation, do you develop? Do you kind of go through? What's your process in developing plot lines and quests, hooks, and you know all that stuff? Uh, do you work with the other DMs? You kind of do that within, you know, your faction specific there. Yeah. So right now, like with Seth, like I'm even as a normal DM, I'm a big fan of having story arcs. I'm such a big fan of having character arcs and a main uh, story arc as a whole. Like right now in the Sith faction, uh, it's separating the you know, uh, ten darts to the council and there's the emperor. And right now, just to kind of paraphrase what's happened so far, we've had one of the Dark Lord, Darth Enoch, who all the Sith love because he was such a one of the nicest Sith that they've found, he was actually just got dethroned by Tulak Horde, which had who had came back from the dead because one of the Sith members was really interested in Tulak Horde that they had personal quest to find his helmet. And at the ending, because of what the player wanted and how much the player wanted Tulak Horde, after several sessions, he found the helmet of Tulak Horde, he placed it on, got possessed by it, and then in at the ending, the whole entire Sith, uh, not server, I would say the whole entire Sith faction got a bit of a change as the Emperor changed, some Dark Lord changed. So I make my story arcs kind of in my head as well. But if players want to change that as well, I give them all the flexibility to mold that into anything they really desire if they can succeed. Nice. It's kind of cool they're able to do that even with kind of the West March style and still give them some of the, the impact and choices within the story. Yeah, I, I'm truly, a, I'm truly a big fan because, in my opinion, I mean, in a West March, there's only so much a player can do because it's kind of games here and there. But I like to really bring, you know, player interests as well with their own kind of personal thing. One of my players, he PM'd me and he has, you know, he wanted to have a detective kind of, not a detective, but more of a police force on Roman Cost where this is where the city is located. And I said, yeah, go right ahead. I'll make something for you. And I made a police force. Just for him. And right now, there's actually a mission that he's 
running. Part two is still uh, up in the air. We're still trying to decide a day. But he has his own kind of police force on Roman Cos now, where he's leading, just because he asked me to. So Very I like nice. to make players more, you know, invested any way that they can. Yeah, yeah, give them that agency. You know, that's awesome. That's an excellent way. Uh, is there, what about coordination between the factions? So what what all factions exist um, in the server? Uh, a bunch of those uh, likely. And then, uh, you know, how to, do you coordinate stories together? Because I, I want to get into some of the PvP aspect that I know you guys do a little bit of. Yeah, so... As DM, we coordinate with each other in like certain aspects. So, for example, with the Sith, you know, sometimes the Sith are going to go to, let's say, a uh, Jedi base or a Jedi temple, and they maybe uh, kill a Jedi Master there. That's when I would tell the Republic DM, yeah, so this Jedi Master is dead. Maybe this is going to be a mystery session for you guys to find out if it's Sith or not. Or maybe there's a mission where the Sith are going to hire out the Bounty Hunters, which is another faction on the server. Because the Sith can only do so much with their Force powers, and the Bounty Hunters, they have more credit resources and more uh, flexibility in terms of their abilities. So this is when you know a Sith session could have Bounty Hunters in it because of just how versatile and useful they are in certain uh, parts of a mission. Nice. Do you guys often kind of have like a set meeting between the faction leaders or DMs to uh, kind of come up with different storylines for the servers or just kind of do it as the things come up? Yeah, so we actually are in an event right now and, you know, we've been talking about this event for quite a while and we we had phone calls about it. We had a lot, too many to count just messaging about it in our group chats and we spoke about this event that's going on right now and we definitely like to coordinate stuff like this because for example, this event, and I don't want to say too much because the next phase is coming out and the players might be listening in on this podcast, <laughs> but uh, we coordinated with the with the result because if anything happens with this event, if two servers, I'm oh, sorry, not two servers, two factions fail the event, it's going to lead to a really big effect on the server as a whole, which is what's really getting the players on edge right now because this is when they realize that all the sessions prior to this, getting the levels and EXP, it all comes down to whatever ends with this event. Perfection. Nice. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Some some real, uh, um, you know, responsibility or, or consequences, you know, to, to everything. So that's very cool. Yeah, exactly. It's I, I definitely like just having, I mean, it's like I said before, I love getting players invested into a story because that's when you really see the true side of a player. Yep, yeah, it's kind of cool when they engage with that content. You get to see them kind of dive deeper into that RP and really just kind of bring out what they have a vision for their character. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, whether it's part of this event or not, uh, you know, I saw a little bit about the, the PvP aspect. Uh, how much of that happens? And, and tell us how you guys uh, manage that between factions or whatever. Yeah, so PvP, it happens actually more than we really imagined. I mean, right now it's taking a bit of a slow turn because of the event, but for example, there's been moments where, I mean, this is when downtime is such a big thing, and you guys did an excellent job making the downtime rules because in one of the downtime, there's, uh, I think it's blackmail, where if you get a complication, you'll have a bounty hunter set to uh, find you. And it's funny because we have bounty hunters in the server, 
So what I usually do sometimes if they uh, rack up a lot of complications, I hire a bounty hunter from the server to go and uh, find them and kill them for the, uh, the complication. So I like to kind of bring that out because that's when the Sith, they realize when they do it, when you have so many complications that PvP can hand can happen because at the end of the day, once they rack up all those complications, if a bounty hunter player goes after a Sith, it's going to be a fair fight because unlike an NPC where they have certain things and I'm the one running it, a player wants to survive as well. So when it's player versus player, bounty hunter versus Sith or Jedi versus Sith, it really changes up the battle as a whole. Because one wants to survive and come out of it as a winner. Yeah, yeah that sounds really cool. Uh, do you guys usually do those like during live play, or do you do it during kind of like a play-by-post for those uh, kind of PvP sessions? I, I mean, for Sid, I do it uh, during live sessions. So, for example, one of my characters—sorry, not one of my characters, one of my players—he uh, racked up a lot of complications for uh, pit fighting. Mm-hmm. To, the, to the point where I was like, if you want to keep doing pit fighting, you have seven complications. I think you should take a break. He wanted to keep on going. He racked up, I think, eight at the end. And I hired a bounty hunter to go and uh, kill him. And in session, they're doing the normal stuff. And he's he's almost not done with the mission. And the bounty hunter, I had him privately message me if he's going to stealth or what he's going to do. And at the ending, as the sits in the ship, as uh, he failed passive perception checks and so forth, the bounty hunter came out and they started fighting with a surprise action. And in the ending, the Sith won, but just barely with 3 HP. It was actually uh, one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in the server so far. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. How does that go? How you know? Is I think on paper the classes might not you know be balanced one to one in in a PvP sense. So you know any adjustments that you guys make for that? How do you make that so it it's not just uh, you know one class can just you know blast away another one? I mean one of, one of the greatest thing about you know Esther Five E is the fact that you have so many equipment and mods and so forth. So even if a class let's say it's overpowered. If you if another player has mods, it can easily balance the playing field again. So when those two are fighting, they had already equipped themselves with so many mods and clo- clothing modifications and garments and light you know lightsaber mods that in the ending the fight was so close that you no one could have said that it was it was overpowered. It was so balanced with all the special perks that they had. Right. Definitely. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it sounds awesome, uh, to, you know, just telling the story. It sounds very cool. And, and being able to pull that off, you know, with two live players, player characters, uh, you know, going up like that. And, um, I mean, just kind of touching back on the downtime, the use of the downtime is I, I love using the downtime, uh, but being able to have, as you said, like you actually go hire an actual bounty hunter player, like it's just the coolest thing ever. So I think that's great. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think that uh, downtime is such a crucial thing. And for my players, anytime there's complications, every time there's a session, I always bring it up. So one of my players, he came out to be the uh, one of the, the downtime, not even a complication. It's if you get the highest thing, you become the pit fighting champion. So I don't, in session, sometimes I bring it up when they're exploring a city. I'll just say, oh, yeah, this guy just recognizes you and he pays you five credits as he thanks you for being, you know, such a great person. And he he just kind of honors your name for being the pit fighting champion. So they definitely like having their pit fighting 
or their downtime having an actual effect in in-game sessions. Nice. Yeah, that's that's a kind of cool way to reference it. Just kind of bring it back and kind of make sure their choices have some impact on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Kind of a you know build a reputation, if you will. Yeah, definite. Awesome. Um, so what I know you've got, uh, you know, some some house rules and homebrew stuff we mentioned as well. Uh, is there any testing process for that? How how does a lot of that stuff come up for you guys? And you know, I'd imagine that it you know the stuff that stuck around has worked well. Yeah, so a lot of stuff that we've come up with, because, you know, all of us as DMs, we've interacted with so many of, you know, the the rules in S35A. So after a certain while, I would say after about two, not even, I'd say a month or two, that's when we realized certain things might need to change for the server. And one of the biggest things, and the players didn't like it at first, but they all realized in the ending that it made sense. We had to change the keen rule. Because in our server, I mean, one of our players, uh, he was level six, yeah. and he was a sentinel. And he, with the keen, he actually did 150 damage in a single round. And that's when wow. I, I was so shocked, because in the CR calculation, this guy should have been a threat for him. And afterward, I told the DMs, I said, hey, you know, I love the rules, but I think we should make Keen an extra hit die or something, because all of my players are D1 fighters right now. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. Did he have like a level of Guardian or two with him as well, or to be able to smite? Yeah, he had a, he had a level of Guardian, and he had equipment himself with like a good amount of mods that he was just he was just stacking damage for nothing. Yeah, that's 150 at that level. That's yeah, I can definitely see why you guys wanted to kind of tone that down a bit. Yeah, I, I mean. Other than that, you know, a lot of the variant rules that we use are kind of just rules that we kind of made for the server. Like one of the rules, which I love this rule so much because of how balanced it is. It's a rule about a decapitation. It's you have disadvantage, you have disadvantage on the attack roll, but if you succeed and it's one quarter of their HP, you can you know cut off a limb or cut off their head or something. It's called a dismemberment, and I use it a lot for Sith games because. You know, when you're wielding lightsabers, there's always an opportunity where you're versing a Jedi and he just, you know, cuts off a limb just for old time's sake, just like the movies. Mm-hmm. So I definitely love that rule. Yeah, that's a good one for sure. It's uh, I, I always I always think of it after the fact in, in my games and something, you know, I know Tegan, you, uh, I think, utilize that a little bit as well or the opportunity for it. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those ones, yeah, I sometimes forget about it, but yeah, there's always the opportunity for it. Uh could have that cool Star Wars flavor, somebody losing a hand or limb somehow. Well, um, any uh, Tegan, anything else from you that you can think of? Or uh, Ashy, uh, any other last things you'd like to mention about the server? I just want to say that, you know, if anyone's really interested in the server, you know, we're always looking for people. Um, there's so many factions to choose from. We have Sith, the Imperial Army, Jedi, uh, the Republic Army, Bounty Hunters, and Mercenaries. So if you're looking for uh, Nestor 5 is Westmark server, we're all pretty active on the server, and if you're really interested, you can just give me a PM. That's about it. I just want to thank you once again for having me on this. Absolutely. You know, this was a, a pleasure. Great to learn more about the server and whatnot uh, in, in you know, your background. Um, I know that um, I was scrolling through real quick to check. I know that you guys post in the LFG quite a bit. Um, 
So is, uh, is reaching out to you guys the best method for people when they're interested in, in joining the server? Yeah, definitely. If you, you know, PMing a DM, that's definitely just the best way. And I'm pretty active on Discord. I'm, you know, even in, when I'm in classes or I'm in work, which I just ended uh, 30 minutes ago, uh, I'm always on Discord. If you ever need someone to talk to about joining the server, and you always give me a, a at, and I'll definitely uh, respond to you as quick as possible. Excellent. Awesome. Well, this was awesome. Uh, you know, thanks again so much. And uh, yeah, hopefully everyone uh, checks out the Lost Republic West March. I uh, might do so myself. I know I mentioned that a while ago. Finally get in there and see what uh, we can do. Sounds good. And once again, thank you guys so much. All right. So excellent interview there with Ashy. Uh, that was uh, super cool. Uh, the As I said a few times through there, looking through that Lost Republic uh, is just uh, pretty cool to see everything they got going on. So if you out there have not yet, uh, reach out to Ashy Abes uh, on the Star Wars 5e Discord if you want to check that out. Um, so just wrap up here on our end. Uh, next session next session uh next uh, episode uh we are going to be uh going over the mandalorians uh on theme here with the the new mandalorian season coming out tv show uh so we're going to do a look at you know mandalorian lore uh some of the faction elements uh and just you know try and provide a uh an episode of information on uh, if you want to if you want to play a mandalorian as a character or maybe you're using them as a dm just kind of really dive into that stuff um and Otegan, something that uh, you know you're definitely looking forward to as well. Oh, definitely. This will be a fun one. And there's and the Mandalorians are nice because they're both cannons. They've got a ton of lore to go with them. So this could be a good way as a DM or even as a player just to really flesh out your Mandalorian characters and uh, just really give them some life of their own. Absolutely, and you know that'll also uh, lead in. So next week uh, will be our Patreon adventure um, as well. That will uh, be pushing out and that's going to have a little bit of a Mandalorian uh, tie-in as well. Um, so excited to get that out for you guys. Additionally, at time of the this episode, so uh, 27th here of October, Tegan, you, we got a new uh, campaign for you that'll be live. Definitely. Uh, so this would be kind of a session 1.5. So we did session 0 0.5 uh, last or two weeks ago now, actually. Uh, so basically, it's uh, we're calling it the Hunted Campaign, set during the Old Republic in between KOTOR 1 and 2. Uh, it's kind of a fun one. I'm using the Hunted variant rule off of the Star Wars 5e system. So it's a group of... Uh, Kind of all Force users, but some are Jedi, some former Mandalorians, uh, kind of all across the board there uh, as they're trying to survive uh, the galaxy uh, as it's turned against them. Uh, so I think the uh, the session point one will be on YouTube, or point five will be on YouTube by this point, but join us uh, Tuesday the 27th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, it'll be streaming through uh, Todd's uh, Twitch channel, uh, and kind of check it out. I think this will be a fun campaign. I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing how everything plays out. Yeah, it's the first you know session was a lot of fun. Uh, so as I said, I'm playing in this one. Uh, just the hunted aspect is going to be great. I'm you know looking forward to each week. So uh, yeah, biweekly, uh, every other Tuesday, 6:30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find that live on my Twitch channel, Todd Moonbounce, and we also will have those VODs um, probably one or two weeks after on YouTube. So take a look for that. Otherwise, I think that's everything. So again, thank you everyone. Check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com. 
Appreciate all the support, all our followers and listeners. We'll see you next time. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs>